Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. There's a lot more punks than there was four years earlier, but there was also as many posers. Posers were people that look like punks, but they did it for fashion. Welcome to SLC Punks, a Utah jazz podcast brought to you by the staff of SLC Dunk. Now here's your hosts, Michael Lohman and James Hansen. Alright, welcome back to the SLC Punks podcast. This is your host, James Hansen. Hansen James. And this is Michael Loman, a.k.a. Milo, a.k.a. the good one, a.k.a. the guy, a.k.a. <laughs> a.k.a. a.k.a. Milo. You're welcome. Well, if this means I get to be the bad boy, then I'm taking it then. If you're the good one, then I'm the bad one. I'm the good one. I've never been considered bad place. before. Although I have been considered bad, but that was high school. Uh, but anyways... But anyways, guys, guess what? There were some jazz videos released. Uh, well, not jazz videos, but some grainy footage from practices that it looks like or something like that, where we got to see some of the jazz players working out. And the first one that we wanted to talk about was an exciting one that involved Donovan Mitchell and Royce O'Neal playing with James Harden and Chris Paul. James Harden confirmed and- to the jazz. James Harden conferred to the Jazz. Although I will say this, there is not a time that Donovan doesn't uh, make Jazz fans happy because you go to the Instagram comments. Uh, this video came from House of Highlights, I believe, on Instagram. So you can go uh, look at that Instagram page and watch the video. It's very, it's pretty short, but it's really fun. Uh, but anyways, of course, the people are saying uh, Donovan Mitchell to Houston confirmed, and I think Dream Shake even kind of uh, tongue in cheek. Yeah, and Donovan, of course, says, I'm not going to Houston, bro, or whatever. It's yeah, I'm not like, going to Houston, man. Donovan always says the right thing, no matter what. It's he does. Uh, death, taxes, and Donovan Mitchell saying the right thing. Chris Paul uh, would but come anyways. to Utah before Donovan Mitchell goes to Utah. I mean, goes to Houston. <laughs> hey, don't throw that. I mean, well, I know Donovan tried, but it didn't happen. But you never, you never know. But anyways. Uh, what I liked about this video, and it's really short, but obviously you see Donovan Mitchell doing Donovan Mitchell things, a crossover with a long-range jump shot, that mm-hmm. if he incorporates that into the game next season, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be seeing a lot of fun, awesome basketball. But the thing that's kind of interesting is that uh, Royce O'Neal is going on all these things. Royce O'Neal has been training a lot, if you follow him on social media, has been training with... Uh, in a bunch of different places. I haven't followed exactly where, but he's traveled a lot. Um, a lot of and beaches. Training, and he looks really good. Lots of beaches and, and, and basketball. I, I, like, I want to have a tally of the amount of beach workouts those two have. Like, who's <laughs> winning total beach workouts? Because Jay Crowder leads the team in uh, motivational quotes for working out. And uh, maybe Royce leads beaches. Maybe. 
Because I, I swear, like, every time Jay Crowder's, like, like getting yoked, and there's he's always on a beach. Like, he, like, loving the grind on a beach. Embrace the grind, yep. <laughs> like, there's always a beach. Is it a workout well, if there's a, not a beach? Here's my question, is how did people survive the off-season without social media, like, five, ten years ago? I swear, I watched this video, like, five, ten times, just... Um, kind of looking at that move from Donovan Mitchell, who, by the way, there might have been a little bit of worry about that that knee that he injured at the end of last season. He it looks, looks good. like nothing. Yeah, it's it's it, it's. It looks like he's perfectly fine. Yeah, he looks, uh, and, he looks perfectly fine. I would say that the interesting thing is Royce looks like he's he's getting stronger. It looks like he's definitely definitely. Um, uh, he, the fact that he's come tagging along with Donovan Mitchell. Either a, he has become the the Howell Neto to Donovan <laughs> Mitchell, where he is where where Howell Neto Neto Neto. Wow, it's 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 been an off season. Neto probably like pulled him <laughs> around and put his arm around his shoulder and said, "Okay, Royce, here's what you gotta do. You gotta find that alpha. This is how you're gonna get a, get contracts from here to come. And you're gonna go everywhere with him. Wherever he goes, you go." I don't, I don't, Brazil, France, Russia, Eastern Europe, you're going to go with him. Alabama. Alabama. He's got to go. Hey, Houston. <laughs> yeah, I don't Houston. care how many, how many softball games you have to tag along with. You got you to go, man. You got to get that second contract. But, mm-hmm. but for real, though, like, he looks like he's definitely putting in work. And that's it. it Royce O'Neal, and I think we've we've kind of uh, I, I'm not saying will, willfully forgotten about him, but he's he's a he was a four year player. He went to Europe, then he came back, and you're not expecting a lot of upper end potential to be realized. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of us, myself included, um, have said, you know what? If Royce is the same player as last year, I'm not going to be mad. I, because, that's, that's a really great find, even uh, mm-hmm. with what you're getting from him last year. But if I, he, I just if he goes well, his any game, better, his game. Well, it's just it wouldn't be surprising to me to see if honestly, if he just improved his uh, three point shooting, he becomes a very very effective player because he's a big body. He guards multiple positions and he's a really good defender we saw yeah, that last that year he where just he can defend multiple positions he does it amazingly and he does it effectively and mm-hmm. last season i mean he shot 35 percent for the season last year from three as a rookie and that's coming over from europe that means that this year um he should see a little bit of uptick in that three-point percentage maybe 36 to 38 and if he does that and he does it consistently throughout the season he becomes a really exciting piece kind of like Danny Green for the San Antonio Spurs, who became a, I mean, he Danny Green helped uh, the Spurs win a Finals game because he, he just was an MB, he was a Finals fire. MVP. Yeah, he was he he was big time, and I think uh, Royce O'Neal has that same type of game where he can just guard ev- guard anyone one through three, uh, hit three pointers. He's he's really nice, and had we not had one of the best rookie seasons in the history of the NBA last year from Donovan Mitchell, we probably would have been talking about Royce O'Neal more because he was a major reason that Rodney hood became expendable because you could argue that Royce O'Neal was already a better player. He was shooting 35, 36% from three. He was a better defender than Rodney hood. 
he could mm-hmm. you could slip him into the two spot when Ricky Rubio got hurt. The Jazz were four and zero last year when Royce O'Neal started, and there's a little noise with that, but that also means he he contributed. And so there's some exciting things to like about Royce O'Neal, and this is what we get from a uh, ten second clip on Instagram where we see Royce O'Neal make a left-handed layup. Yes. <laughs> These are oh, yeah. the assumptions I make. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's already like MVP <laughs> season. Instantly. Easy. But I, I <laughs> honestly, if Royce O'Neal can shoot 36 to 38% from three next year, he becomes a very, very nice pot prospect. He's the kind of that prototypical three and D wing that every team's looking for. And, and we might've found him for nothing. So yeah, pretty exciting. I, I think one of the, one of the things that Royce O'Neal, the reason why he had a lot of success is um, he 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 found his role, um, and I, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what um, if you look at the San Antonio Spurs of, of of yesteryear when they'd find these guys out of nowhere, and all of a sudden you're like, who's this no name who's producing for them? They can find any random dude from the second round or late first and turn them into a solid role player every single time. And it's because they have a strong system and you can find a role for somebody. Somebody can step in a role. They're not having to find that, find their themselves in the basketball system and, and, and then also be like, oh, do we even have one? Versus the Jazz, uh-huh. they have things very well thought out of what people are going to become. It's just more amazing that last year where you had so many guys who were coming into the system all at once. And figuring mm-hmm. that out all together, and they all just slotted into their roles. So it's just really spectacular to see. I think uh, it's anything with Donovan. It, it, man, it, it, it it's going to be so exciting to to see Donovan and the progress that he's made, and just the confidence. The confidence is going to be a huge, huge difference between this year and next year, where he just knows he he. he has the potential to be the best dude on the court versus last year. It, like when he was the best dude on the court, it, I mean, he looked surprised. He, he well, looks yeah, like, like he, that 40 point game when he hit those free throws and he just looked relieved to get that 40 point game. He's going to have a couple 40 point games next year. Yeah. And he'll and, expect to. And the mindset's going to be different. And like, he's going to mm-hmm. expect to, like, I think that's the, the difference, um, kind of the difference between like a, you know, the, the early Thunder mindset when you had you saw Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, or James Harden have a big game versus them now, where Harden's expecting to get out, go out and and, and finish with that. Chris Paul, um, same, not not a Thunder, but you know, versus him earlier in his career versus him later. Kevin Durant when he was younger versus like Kevin Durant now, where he's just like, I'm just going to go get mine. So. Mm-hmm. That's going to yeah, be the and, attitude of Donovan now, where he's just—he's just—he's just going to be a killer, and it's going to be so much fun. There are going to be more wins next year, just because Donovan one will be more efficient, and two, yeah, the confidence, the mindset—he's just going to be. Oh, next year is going to be so much fun. And I have to say, one other thing that Royce O'Neal is going to lead the team in next year—if you guys don't already follow it, you should. But it's uh—if you don't follow uh, Monologue Money on Twitter, uh, she has her opposing team threads on her blog on jazz fanatical Royce O'Neal is going to lead the league next year in who is Royce O'Neal and why is he killing us <laughs> because he's going to play at least 20 minutes a game and you know he's going to shoot a better three-point percentage and, and he's going to be fun my, my, my favorite thing about Royce O'Neal is he, he actually is really athletic 
And he had that one like monster dunk in against Houston, which was like mm-hmm. a get out, out out of your seat like dunk, um, like the clear the bench type dunk. Well, and he's really and, functionally athletic, which makes him re- such a good defender. He moves side to side really well. He's not like an as explosive a leaper as Donovan is, but his athleticism combined with just his strength and size makes him just really, really. I mean, he's going to be a really good defender for Utah. Utah is going to be tough when he's on the floor. Oh, man, tough with anybody. And that brings us to, uh, speaking of defense, that brings us to the um, the the next two guys who had um, a video drop, a, a workout video. And that was um, Rudy Gobert and Dante Exum. Mm. And they were playing with the likes of Paul George. Um, uh, who else? Who, who else? Kevin Durant. Um, over there in California, and it those workouts looked pretty intense. And uh, if you if you have a chance to see the the video, the first thing you're going to notice is uh, Rudy Gobert definitely wants you to know he can be shirtless. Oh, he is getting uh, he gets he's getting jacked. Yeah, dude. If I was as yoked as that, I I would go full J.R. Smith everywhere I went. Like <laughs> I I. You, I would never put on a shirt. Well, and ever, uh, ever. It's he. Well, my goodness, his Instagram page the other day made me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like he is really getting so strong. Rudy likes to show off those abs and pectorals up close on Instagram. Uh, Rudy, yeah, ser- ser- seriously, you, I just Rudy. looked at I, I just looked at Rudy's Instagram and I already did three sets. <laughs> well, I got pregnant. Just by yeah, and like. At it. Like if you look if you if you if you look at Rudy Gobert's Instagram, it guaranteed you're gonna get shredded. Like just by <laughs> just looking at sure, it. Just make sure your boss or someone else isn't around you when you're looking at it. Yeah, look dude, over dude, your dude, dude, what like, is this guy looking at? Like one or two inches around your pecs, you're gonna lose about an inch around your waist. Like it, you just get yoked just by looking at his Instagram. So <laughs> just that's good like bathroom break material, I guess. But uh, yeah, yeah, he, he, he looks because <laughs> you need that protection, <laughs> those stall walls to protect you. You don't know who's gonna be seeing you checking out Rudy's abs. But He's got some, Rudy uh, he but Rudy looks like he like he's ready he for the season. He looks like he mm-hmm. he knows what he is and he's doing it better and better. And one of the only I mean I don't know if one of the only, but like one of the things I hear from, you know, the filthy casuals out there sometimes is that Rudy needs to get stronger. Like, why isn't he, you know, stronger out there and pushing people around? Well, part of it is because if Rudy gets too heavy, then that that's how injuries happen. But and you now lose that, your advantage too. He loses yeah, his like, verticality. Exactly. And he his yeah, exactly. His quickness, his side to side, his second jump, and all those things. Like, you want to make sure you don't lose that. But at the same time, being strong will help him if he's able to guard uh, players like Steven Adams and he's going to have to guard Joel Embiid having a little extra strength is just going to be helpful. It's not going to hurt him. And so it's nice to see Rudy getting stronger. And, but at the same time in that video, he looks like one of the three best players. It looks like uh, Paul George, Kevin Durant, Rudy was like trying to challenge him at the rim or just completely avoiding it. If he was on the court, you saw Kevin Durant and Paul George, uh, not pa- Paul George, because Paul George is actually playing on the same team as them. Mm-hmm. Which mid-range pull-ups? <laughs> That's yeah, what, 
I'm telling you, Paul George, like you could have had, you could have, you could have had that man. Could have played with this guy. You could have had that. You could, you you could have had a super team. Could have had your own super team, but instead you're like, you know what? I want to go back to uh, Oklahoma City. (laughs) I like playing with with. uh, I I like uh, I like I like not having the ball. (laughs) That's right. I like only being able to. I like to have another player decide when I get to make my jump shots. Uh, yeah, instead exactly. of within the flow of the offense and creating the best opportunity available. Also yeah. having the best defensive player in the last 10 years on my team. I, I, I don't want to play me. in a system that was the closest to what I played in Indiana and had the most success in my career with. I, I, I want to avoid that. I want to so, be in a system that didn't get me an all-star bid. Is, it a system, is there a system if there isn't a system? Actually, you're right. It's called the Russell Westbrook decides if he passes just, to you or not system. Like, That's the, Oklahoma City runs an offense, like a similar offense to the way I play NBA 2K. <laughs> That's right. We just, well, it's like the it's way like we're going to uh, run the ball down Russell as Westbrook fast as we can. 47250. It's like how they run their, their right. 2K game. Yeah, exactly. It's just like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast break every single time. If I don't, I'm just going to like have one token screen. That's right. Hopefully that's all I know how to do. <laughs> but that's I don't have enough time I, to pull up this. I don't have enough time to pull up the play menu. Oh, but man, if you have Paul George on this team, uh, I digress. We'll get a really nice player next offseason, but Rudy looks really good. And then the other player that looked really interesting in that video okay. is Dante Exum, who is playing. Wow, I did not expect that from you. <laughs> He looked really interesting. I mean, he missed his three-point shots, but he (laughs) – well, no, he actually made two of them. I counted. I watched the whole video multiple times with like a magnifying glass. He missed a lot of threes. That made me nervous. He did, but you know what he was making is he was making that mid-range pull-up, and he was getting to the rim. Uh, That's that's a shot that is always there in in the flow of the Jazz offense and will be given to him. Absolutely. And if he starts hitting it, look out. But that's a big if. But if he does, mm-hmm. I mean, it gets pretty serious pretty quick. If Dante starts doing that, then all of a sudden you've got... Because uh, one of the th- interesting things about that video, and it's from one of the commenters that was on it, who was actually there at the at the scrimmages, who was watching, his first thing was saying that Rudy was there before anyone else was working on his game and that he looked like one of the best players on the floor. But then his other comment was Dante Exum is really, really, really fast. And that's pretty exciting because we know that Dante is going to do that. At worst, Dante is going to provide a really nice penetration for the Jazz. Like he did kind of at the mm-hmm. end of the season last year. He's a, he's a great change of pace card to Rubio too. Like you bring, you pull out Rubio who, I mean, he is he is going to push the pace. But Dante, my goodness, is like, like bringing out a Ferrari. Mm-hmm. With your second unit, he's just he's just going to be full pedal to the metal, and that's not that's not the worst thing in the world to have with your second unit. To have somebody who's just going to go out there and just just push it. Oh, second units for Utah are going to be pretty exciting next year, where you have Royce O'Neal and Dante Exum, two could be really premier defenders on that second unit, and also uh, you have Royce's shooting and Dante's penetration. It's going to be. That second unit is going to get the Jazz the fifty. Like that's how many wins I'm expecting is fifty five. I would be surprised that if the second unit is going to have is going to be is going to be Dante, Royce, um, Derek Favors, Tabo, Tabo Cephalosha, uh, 
It's going to be Jay Crowder most likely. I think Derek Favors is going to start still. Yeah, Derek Favors, st- Favors starts, and then that's when they start. Like Rudy goes to the bench, and they bring in either Jay Crowder Cause, or cause, Cobble. Yeah, and that, that's the hard thing with their ro- rotations is like usually Favors like he he's going to check he's checking out like four minutes into the game. Oh yeah, like that's he, right. The, he starts and four minutes out. Jay Crowder comes in, and then Derek Favors plays at that center position, mm-hmm. and so you have Tabo most likely at the four. Yeah, so it's really like whoever sits first. Like it's it's whoever uh, Quinn decides, but either Rudy or Favors will sit, whichever, because you'll keep Favors and Rudy on the floor basically the whole game, and then it's really, and it might be matchup based. Maybe Quinn wants Jay for certain teams and Tab and and yeah, Tabo for other matchups for whatever reason. Um, and the thing that's nice about Tabo and Jay is they can both play the three if you need to as well. And so maybe you put just maybe it's just Royce O'Neal, Dante Exum, and then you just have Jay and Tabo on the floor with Favors or Rudy. Uh, See, that's that's the time where I when when uh, uh, that, that's probably when Burks, either Burks or or Grayson Allen is getting those minutes. Oh, by the way, I'm just going to point this out right now. Grayson Allen is listed at six five. There is not a chance in hell he's six foot five. Let me just put that out right he's now. He's pretty big. He's got uh, he's got uh, scripture power. He's, and but but but, but he's 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 not like Alec Burks is six foot six. Like and Rubio's <laughs> six foot four. Alec Burks and Grayson Allen is not as big as Rubio. Maybe this is a hot take, but Alec Burks is not getting minutes over Grayson Allen. Like, I think the Alec Burks ship has sailed. I know. Uh, you know. Sorry, Amar. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everyone out there. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how much Burks is even going to play on this team next year. Quinn, I, I, go I, ahead. I, I still think Burks plays because um, he's going. If if he he is still that kind of that he he's he's a good trade piece. And <laughs> but we are too good for showcasing at this point. And maybe no, may- I know, but. He's- but he was solid in that that Houston series. And when you look at that, when you look at that second unit, you need somebody who can create. Yeah. And Burks can do that. And that's what I he really that's what where his strength was in that Houston series. But he we, was able to get his own shot. But are we sure he's and good is Grayson Allen gonna be able to do that? I I guess you just have to, I just feel like the reason that I would me personally would give the nod to Grayson over Burks is because with Grayson, it looks like the offense is going to flow better. I mean, I do like that Burks can create his own shot, but it's usually at the expense of the flow of the offense for everyone else. It's that Burks kind of pounds the ball a couple times and then decides what to do. Where I like, I think Grayson's going to be just a guy that really works within the flow of the offense and will get open shots just by that advantage basketball. I, I honestly, mm-hmm. I just could see Grayson Allen becoming kind of a, uh, a nice little cog that you can fit in that you like Quinn really, really appreciates players. He can trust. Like that's one thing we learned. It's the reason why, uh, what's his face. Um, he played over Dante for some reason over in the, the Gordon Hayward year, Shelvin Mack. It's the reason Shelvin Mack got more minutes than Dante Exum, which drove mm-hmm. me insane that whole year. And it was because Quinn trusted him. Quinn knew that yeah. when Shelvin Mack was on the floor, he would do what he wants. And I don't think Burks does that. Oh, well, he knew. He, yeah. And I, I think the, the thing that, that he really liked was 
he knew he knew like what Shelvin Mack's ceiling would be and his floor. Mm-hmm. There wasn't it wasn't that X factor. And and when you're looking for some that's a hard thing with a backup guard is you don't want you don't want variables mm-hmm. you know, because variables are things that your your starting unit has to clean up for. Mm-hmm. Um if, if if and so that's that's a, that's a that's a tough one especially when you're in a playoff race. That's why I mean, even with even with Alec Burks, Grayson Allen is going to have more question marks than Alec Burks is going to have. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know, and I'm not saying that Burks doesn't have talent. Like there was that period last year when uh, Rudy was hurt and Favors was getting the start. And we had that six game winning streak, and it was, was kind of when Dante or Donovan really kind of blew up. Part of the reason mm-hmm. we had that six game winning streak is that if you go look at that, that was like Alec Burks was playing out of his mind. He was like, he had one of those games where it was like nine for 10 from the field and he had 20 points. Uh, I know. I know we were starting to get hyped. We're like, Oh my gosh. We're like, Oh man, Alec Burks. Alec Burks is great. Figured it out. This this is insane. Like Alec Burks figured out this changes the entire. Here's the crazy thing about Alec Burks. Alec Burks has played as many years in the NBA as Ricky Rubio. He's been on the desk for a long time. Uh, It's crazy. crazy. Like he's he's played he's been in the league for seven years, seven years. Here, here's the other thing. So um, there are three dudes on this team that were born in the '80s. Can you name them? On this team, yes. Uh, this Joe, jazz team. Joe Ingles. Okay. Um. So I'm I'm guessing Alec Burks, right? Nope. Ninety-one. Ninety-one. Uh, Ricky Rubio. No. 90. Dang. Uh, Epe Udo. Yes, you got two. And then um, Tabo Cephalosha. Yep, there's your three. Like, Ricky's close. Like, Ricky, uh, Jay Crowder, um, they're, they're both on the edge. Like, Crowder was born July 6, 1990, and he's only played six years in the league, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Alec, Alec Burks, uh, the, the even crazier one is like Derek Favors, who was born in 1991 and has been in the league for like eight years. He's like Benjamin Button. He'll, he'll be like, he's going to be like 32 and he'll be like, I've been in the league for 15 years and be like, that's not even possible. <laughs> he looks good. Like just time, time reverts. Yeah. He looks great. And I, he looks great. Like every single time he just. It's just like, like I, my favorite thing on Twitter is when people realize how long Derek Favors has been in the NBA. Well, it feels like he's been there for so <laughs> long. It feels like he's been on the Jazz. I mean, he's one of the longer tenured Jazz players now. I think he's and he's so young. That's the other thing too. When people are like, he's twenty six and what? Well, he's <laughs> he's going to start hitting some Jazz like you know all time scoring marks and stuff like that pretty soon here, and that's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, he's a little, he he. he He's a guy like if if things work out with this squad, which I hope they do. Like I hope that they have like the recipe, because it it really seems like that's what that's what I want to talk about. So that golden uh, so the golden state of mind had a piece mm-hmm. talking about the biggest threats to um to um a golden state dynasty, and they list this this writer of theirs um listed the Utah Jazz as the biggest threat 
And it was interesting because he he first talked about Golden State and their ascent. And Golden State came into uh, got into the playoffs as a five seed, mm-hmm. their first in their first year, similar to Utah. And um, and they got they made it to to the second round, then over unceremoniously uh, just tossed out, kind of like Utah lost four two, mm-hmm. and Utah lost four one. And that team, if you would have said this team is going to be a dynasty. No one in their right mind would have been like, this team is on the up and up. This is this is going to be a team that's going to set records. Mm-hmm. I mean, would you agree? Like, I didn't look at that team. It was like, wow. Well, that was like Mark Jackson is, was the coach and, and... Mark Jackson. But I, the squad was pretty much that, you know, you had Andrew Bogut, you had uh, Draymond Green, you had Steph Curry, you had Clay Thompson. You had the core. Mm-hmm. And then they got a really good coach. Um, they 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 bolstered their bench, mm-hmm. and uh, and they had health, and they just and, and all of a sudden their guys took really big jumps. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, the Jazz are kind of the Joe Ingles, or they're kind of the Andre Iguodala away from doing what Golden State. Mm-hmm. They brought in Iguodala, and then all of a sudden they just and Draymond took that next step, and all of a sudden they were what they are now. You have to have you have to have that unexpected. What happened to them, and they were able to build a championship team organically. As much as people hate the Kevin Durant signing, mm-hmm. I do. But before then, they organically built a, a dynasty. Mm-hmm. Like they had the, they had a championship team, and they did it through the draft. They did it through smart trades. They did it through um, unheralded, uh, like low-end first-rounders like Draymond Green mm-hmm. or or second-rounders or unappreciated guys. And they turn that in. And you look at – and he, and so this writer says, look at Utah. Uh, it looks very similar. They have a, they have a team that uh, really, really – they had a, a young young player in Donovan Mitchell who played out of his mind. They have a sharpshooter like Clay Thompson and Joe Ingles. They have um, they have an even better center than we've ever had, and a defensive. Uh, but but just like Golden State, they have their defensive piece. Like they have Draymond Green, we have Rudy Gobert, mm-hmm. and uh, and we have a strong we have a strong point guard. And and so you look at this, and it's it's not the same for same. But what he talked about was when you try to fight a, a, a dynasty, the stupidest thing you can do is try to replicate their team. Which is what Houston has done. Houston's trying to go for them power for power, going going offense for offense. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Utah, while everyone's you know going running to the three point line, which Utah is doing as well offensively, Utah's also saying, okay, defensively, we're going to build our entire team around teams running to that three point line. We're going to have a dude who can who can literally. <laughs> shut down the paint and then a 15 foot perimeter around it. So he's built for defending the paint in the three point era. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to be, we're going to have all these guys who are six foot seven, six foot six, six foot eight, six, six foot five, six foot nine. And, and just put them all together. And, and we're just going to switch the hell out of you. And all of a sudden you have a team. Now, when you look at that, and you think about the way Golden State was able to take that jump, 
they were different. They were built differently than everybody else. And you look at Utah and they're built differently than everybody else. Well, that's the difference. They're just a really unique team. That's the difference that people don't talk about with the Warriors is the fact that their defense was the best in the league. Yeah, they had the mind-blowing offense that they've always had, but they've also always had that best defense in the league, and that came from Draymond. That's what really took them to that next level. I mean, the offense is just explosive, but Draymond uh, has been a perennial Defensive Player of the Year candidate, and that is really what took him to just that next level. And the Jazz have that in Rudy Gobert. They have uh, great defensive players from one through five, it's the Jazz have the makings of a team that's going to be really, really good. And as as Donovan develops, uh, if Dante can develop into something, to me, Dante Exum is kind of an X factor. Pun it, no pun intended. Dante and Royce, like your 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 pieces that if you want to if you want to go from like forty eight wins to you're going to go up to uh, fifty five. The guys who really have to take that next step are there's there's three. You have to have Donovan, who takes a, takes a big soft a big sophomore leap. Mm-hmm. You have to have you have to have Dante Exum turn into not just like twenty minutes of what are we going to get in these twenty minutes to twenty minutes of this guy is going to change the game when he comes in. Mm-hmm. That's that. That and then if, with Royce O'Neal, if Royce O'Neal takes another step, it doesn't even have to be a big one. If it's just a small step forward, all of a sudden, this team, it, and and you get Ricky playing like post all post all sorry break Ricky. If you get that, then you have kind of like all of a sudden. Well, you have kind of the makings of those Spurs titles where you have a system that's really really good with players that are incredible within their their roles that they play, and you win a lot of games. And in the playoffs, the Jazz have a really nice formula. They have a uh, arguably the best defensive makeup of any team in the league will probably have a top three defense mm-hmm. next year. And then they have a killer in Donovan Mitchell who can score and get buckets for you when it matters. I mean, that's how the Warriors win in the regular season and then in the playoffs because they have Steph Curry who you know is great in the regular season but then also gets you big-time production in the playoffs. And that's why they've become even better yeah. with Kevin Durant is when they need a bucket, uh, they have the defense that's always there, but when they need a bucket, Kevin Durant gets that for them, and Steph Curry gets that for them, and the Jazz. And that's the, that's the big thing. They have Donovan, but they need another guy who, when defenses close in on him, who's going to be the dude who should, can get buckets? Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Like who can uh, the offense run through? And we saw that with Joe Ingles a little bit. Uh, if Dante can be that guy, if Ricky can stay healthy and play, and the offense can flow with Ricky on the floor. Uh, I will say there were some games last year that Ricky looks like that guy, and that's me eating crow because I I that I said the Jazz were probably should have looked to be trading him by the time uh, by the end of the uh, uh, by the trade deadline mm-hmm. that the well, experiment had gone the beginning gone south. of the season and, rightful rightfully so because at the beginning of the year he just looked I mean he looked washed he looks really not good. It and, it looks sad. It just really looks sad because you look at this guy and you're like, this dude has it has the personality, the off court persona, everything that you want to root for. This dude, mm-hmm. you really like. You really like. He is the um, the Rudy, not Rudy Gobert, but the Rudy mm-hmm. kind of persona where you're just like, I can't root against him. I can't. 
like when when I wrote the piece where it's just like, man, we have to re- part from Rubio. It feels like you're saying that about your best friend. You're like, this just doesn't even feel right. Right. Yeah. Like this guy's going to cancer hospitals and stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. To be like, hey, dude who cares most about his community needs to get traded. Like that doesn't feel nice to say, but he wasn't fitting in. But then afterwards, like Utah had the best net rating of any team, any team in the NBA post all-star break. So if there are, if you get three guys on this team that take a step forward, my, and, and, oh, we forgot, we forgot uh, uh, one, one other important one, Jay Crowder. If Jay Crowder hits the three consistently, that corner three, that's all he's got to do. Open up that, open up that paint for Rudy. My goodness. If he does, that's, that's a completely different team. Well, and also, you know, it's not as dire because we also have Tabo Cephalosha back and he actually shot a really decent three point percentage last year. Tabo at the four became quite the yeah. weapon. And so that well, we might have some death lineups. Too I think about Utah. Utah. Yeah. Well, I think about like while Utah's offense, like we always talk about, Hey, some, if they take a leap and you're always talking about the offensive end, but if, but the jazz post all-star break had the best defensive rating by a wide margin, like the same difference between them and the second place Philadelphia 76ers, which Utah Jazz had a defensive rating 96, Philadelphia 76ers 100.8. So that's a 4.8 differential. Mm-hmm. That same, same difference is, if you're looking at that, that's the same difference between second place and the 14th place Golden State Warriors post All-Star break. Yeah, they- that's a... That's the difference between first and second and second through 14th. So the thing is, is Utah found something insane defensively. And that's, 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 that's the key for next year. Cause I, the casual lay person and, and I'm saying even the lazy, lazy, lazy writers out there and lazy national commentators who are like, I'm just not sure if Utah can put up with the firepower. Here's the thing. They're the wet blanket to that firepower. Mm-hmm. Like that, they can shut that down. And so they don't have to be like, if if they are, if Utah's offense goes, and post-All-Star break, they were, I believe, like 19th, 18th. They were 18th in the league, uh, offensive rating. So it's not like they're blowing the doors off of anybody. Mm-hmm. But if that 18th goes from 18th to, say, nine. All of a sudden, you've got all of a sudden got a you have something special. You have a championship contender, mm-hmm. and if you keep that defensive rating the best in the league, all of a sudden you have something that is really scary. And that and all it takes is for four guys: Dante Exum, Jay Crowder, Royce O'Neal, and Donovan Mitchell, not to take huge steps, just to take just incremental. They just take incremental steps. Things that won't be visible to to people outside of Utah, people who are like, oh, it feels like they're the same team, but they're winning a lot. Why is that happening? And it might only be the difference of 2% and 3-point percentage with Jay Crowder, 2% 3-point percentage in the corner with, with uh, Royce O'Neal, um, a, a 4% increase in finishing around the rim for Dante Exum. Um, and, and for Donovan Mitchell, it might be just like, 2.4 free throws a game more. Mm-hmm. Or he's just improving his pull-up That's game. That's it. Uh, 
Yeah, Donovan so has a chance to be so that good. Changes that changes. Well, Donovan's getting little. Uh, there's some interesting things coming out of Vegas where Donovan has a pretty decent. Like, I don't know what his odds are to win MVP, but he he has a chance to be something really really special next year. And I I don't think he's winning MVP, but I think Donovan has a chance to be an All Star no, next year. No, no, no. And be the lead dog on a team that might get second or third in the West. That's that's a big deal. Yeah, the thing about the thing about Donovan Mitchell's rookie year, when you look back on it, you're like, wow, it 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 feels it feels blasphemous to be like, it's one of the best rookie seasons ever. And that's true. And it feels wrong to say ever. that. It feels so wrong. Yeah, ever, ever. Like you're looking at it, and and at a per thirty six basis, you're looking at that. Like you're looking at MJ exactly. Uh, like was... the only people who who are at the guard position, who same for same. You're looking at MJ uh, Allen Iverson. Yep, Iverson. I was gonna just say, it, it's it's been a remarkable rookie season, and he it doesn't it looks repeatable. It doesn't look fluky. Like it looked a little fluky with Tyreek. Uh, was it Tyreek Evans' his last name? Like it looked a little fluky. It was on Sacramento. Yeah. It was a bad team. He gets a lot of shots. Uh, with Donovan, like you can see areas where he can actually get better. His pull-up three-point game can get better. His ability to pass the ball, like he could average a couple more assists next year. And then all of a sudden, he's just the offense is just top ten. It's just flowing. And man. Man, I can't wait to watch Donovan Mitchell next year. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. It's, it's, it's going to, and and uh, we we should point out the NBA season. We are less. Isn't this, is this crazy to think about? We are less than sixty days away mm. from from the NBA season. That's like NBA season starts October sixteenth. It is. August nineteenth. Well, and training camp's coming. Sixty days away. Uh, training camp. Training camp. Preseason. I'm excited for. Uh, all those things for me are excited. I mean, uh, you know, preseason to me is almost as good as regular season, just because it's it's basketball and I get to watch the Jazz. Yeah. Oh, it's so close. And, and Utah opens up against the against the Sacramento Kings. So I, I mean, it's just great that they 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 put in uh, one of those Australian teams. <laughs> To start out the regular season for us, it's gonna be like that softball like just, shot that Donovan I mean, took in I that think, video. I think we're gonna just. I I, I think Sydney Kings is gonna be a great warm up. We played them last. Oh, Sacramento. Excuse me. I apologize. <laughs> but I mean, it's the same That's caliber. Right. But I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great warm up. And and it it what's. Oh man, that's gonna be a that's gonna that's gonna is that gonna be like a giant welcome to the NBA for Bagley going against Gobert? Oh my or what? gosh! Well, he gets to guard. I mean, it's either Bagley or Favors. Have it's, fun, Favors. It's just like welcome, welcome to the league, young man. <laughs> oh, going Dude. against Rudy Gobert has to be the biggest rude awakening for any NBA player. Like, there's got to be guys that just tell the bigs, "All right, so there's this guy. You're gonna see it, Rudy." Like. I know you've seen the video, but there it's something else when you're actually on the floor with him because he just dominates guys and there's guys that just go at him. And I, you know that there's guys around the league that want to be the guy that dunks on Rudy and. Oh yeah. Well, and plus like these young rooks, especially like with Sacramento Kings where they're not exactly the most, uh, uh, what, what's the word? Um, 
not organized, but disciplined. Mm-hmm. They're, like they're like they're gonna be told, dude, don't challenge him at the rim. I know you like, want you gotta to. Be smarter I know than that. you and want you know, that highlight. You know he's going. He, he's he wants. Yeah, but dude, the young blood's gonna try to get the highlight. We all know that. Like the dude is gonna try to get the highlight, and it's not gonna go well. Like the dude's gonna end up on on Jesus and Marrow. <laughs> like you bad getting a type of highlight so it's like it's uh, that's gonna be a fun one and then of course like utah finally is going to get to open up open up the season Mm -hmm. at home against against the golden state warriors and oh my goodness that's just gonna be a that's gonna be a brawl that's gonna be awesome it's i'm i'm just so excited for this for the season to get going and 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 and, and, and we haven't talked since the schedule release. The schedule ain't bad. Last year's schedule really felt like they thought the Jazz weren't going to be a good team without Hayward, and they're like, okay, well, you know, we'll we'll give them the worst of the worst type of thing. Like they'll we'll help them get get a, get a good player in the lottery type of schedule. <laughs> the thing is, like I, the more I look on it, I feel like they were doing like we we're like, man, the league was trying to do us dirty. And I bet you the league, like at the end, they're like, "We were trying to help you because we thought you were going to be terrible, man. We're trying to get you, trying to get you that we bread, were, man. We were doing you a favor, we're trying to get you that donkey. Oh, December last year, that was to help get you, you the Luca, man. That December schedule, I, I, am not going to lie. Honestly, honestly, we all thought we were Luca. Like after that oh, December I schedule, we, we were, were like, Luka we were on track is. for it. We were like the fifth worst team in the NBA, and things were looking pretty bad. And uh, luckily, they mm-hmm. turned around, but. I have not even really looked at it that mat- that much, and the reason is is because the Jazz are really good. Like the Jazz are really, really good, and it's one of those where like they're gonna win games next year that we didn't expect. They're gonna they're gonna beat some teams. Like they, I really feel like the Jazz are solidifying themselves as one of the top five teams in the NBA next year. Uh, maybe like what fifth or sixth best right. team. And, and looking at the schedule different this year as well like looking at the schedule last year like oh that's definitely gonna be a loss that's definitely ugh. i'm not sure if we could pull that out and versus like next year's like that that has to be a win that has to be a win this is like like where you're expecting your team to be better on a back-to-back versus like last year if you looked at a back-to-back you're like that's mm-hmm. a loss i don't care who we're playing i don't care i don't care if it's against the phoenix suns that's a loss versus this next year you're like those are two wins. Those have to be two wins if you're going to be where you want to be. So it's a complete – I agree with you. It's a completely different it's, mindset. It's nice. And actually, there was an interesting thing. I listened to Howard Beck's podcast, um, uh, Full 48, I think it is. And he actually had the uh, two of the guys that actually create the schedule for the NBA. It was actually really interesting. They actually – one of the point of emphasis this year, which is not good for Utah – is that they actually tried to avoid having back-to-backs for opposing teams coming into Denver and Salt Lake City. So the Jazz are... Oh, man. That was like five <laughs> wins right there. So the Jazz <laughs> may have gotten a little bit of an advantage curtailed. They they still can't get rid of it completely. Uh, that's actually a really interesting podcast. I really yeah, recommend it, it. it. Go check that out. It's really interesting. Uh, that's that's such an interesting point because I, 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 was, trying, I was telling somebody the other day like explaining this and they're like why is the altitude a big thing it's like it's not exactly the altitude it's when people are rolling into utah they're always rolling into utah on their way back home like utah's the last of their like five games and seven nights type mm-hmm. gig 
it's tough and the jazz and, wins and of it. so you're hitting that altitude when you're tired like you're tired from being on the road all those times and everything like you think running a business trip and you're tired going from like a couple's time zones imagine these guys like you know like playing a tough game and practicing and going through all that and then you have to like and you're going to going to that and then you're going through the winter some of your guys might have a cold is like you're not exactly in peak physical condition you're hitting that yeah it really plays in utah's hand and it's helped utah get some get some gimmies against and really so that good might teams be curtailed a little bit next year. and so but utah yeah. is like that place that people go and they're like oh we just had a big loss or we just had a you know double overtime game and now we've got to play in altitude after a five-hour flight and it's like Utah got wins from that. And can we talk? And this is going to be packed. Uh, Andy Larson for from the uh, Salt Lake Trib uh, SLC Dunk yeah. alumni. Andy Larson, uh, former so, SLC Dunk rider. <laughs> SLC Dunk rider. He's starting from the bottom now. Now he's there. He's there. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Andy. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Come on, Andy. You love us. <laughs> You love us. Don't forget Don't, where you yeah. came from. Don't, Don't forget, forget where who you, came you are. From. We love you. So anyway, so Andy had a great point where he was talking about um, uh, he was talking about tickets for next year, and tickets are sold out. Are uh, hard to come by. I was yeah, sold out. Even like single seasons, like it's 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 a free for all to get to get tickets them tickets. That, and tickets that place for is that gonna uh, be Christmas Day game packed. are like three hundred dollars now. If you're looking for tickets, they're like oh. 300. It's crazy. The Jazz are the show in town. Nope. They are, and it's going. Oh, yeah. Not just a show. Like, like, dude, dude. Okay. Who's going to be, who's going to be the celebrity? Who are, we're going to get some celebrities now. Who's going to be, well, who's going to be uh, our celebrity? Ty Burrell is kind of of our cel- Ty uh, Burrell. We got Ty um, Burrell. Post okay. Malone owns a house in Sugar House now. We've had Post Malone. So we may see some Post Malone. Yeah, we got Post Malone. Um, well, who, who's going to be the... Is uh, JJ yeah, Watt's, like, this JJ is a Watt's hard girlfriend, one. is she still on the the Royals? Yeah, yeah. Let's see Maybe here. Maybe JJ Watt will roll let's, see, let's, let's, let's do this. Famous celebrities from Utah. Well, okay, so gonna here, be we the, here we go. Here we go. Donny Osmond. <laughs> Yes, okay. That's what like, Google's going to tell you. Uh, Ty Burrell, I think. I know, I know. Is our biggest chance at a regular. He goes to the games and he loves Utah. Yeah, I mean, uh, other than like David Archuleta, um, oh man, this is this is a rough <laughs> we just, list. We don't have a like, lot of celebrities, but you know who we do have? We have Donovan Mitchell. Jerry Buss is Jeannie from Buss? Utah. You know Jerry Buss I didn't is from know that. Utah? Very bus like uh, Roseanne Barr is from Utah. Yes. Okay, that pass, hard pass. <laughs> it, there's not there's there's slim pickings a little bit, but <laughs> very hard pass. <laughs> like I'm, I'm. Let's see here, Nick Clooney, father of George Dang. Clooney. Um. Um, let's see here. Uh, this is this is this is a very rough list. You know what? Though, you may see. I mean, maybe Brandon Flowers. Brandon Flowers maybe is going to get like a ton of. Maybe we start seeing Brandon Flowers at games. Like it's a, it's a, it's a really quick one from Las Vegas. Former to, youth to Utah. players might show up. Um, you got like the 
like NFL players and stuff will probably be at games and uh I don't know. Yeah, this is such a rough list. Like I'm I'm like I'm already halfway through it and I'm like, oh <laughs> yeah, boy. You mentioned that I was like, this well, is like we're Ty Burrell. Like, it's gonna be like it's gonna have to be a transplant and it could be anybody. It could be like you're looking at this and oh man, it's it's like like mo like <laughs> they're just you know you're getting slim pickings where like uh you know uh the, the uh, chief financial officer of JetBlue uh he's a he's Hey but you know Utah. what the the Spurs like, had a dynasty and somehow did not have big time celebrities there except for when uh uh Tony Parker married uh Ava Longoria so maybe one of the players just has to marry a celebrity that's kind of what I'm saying is like can we get somebody that's like not as white as Mitt Romney like that's Romney will be like there. that's all I want like can I can it not be like because if Mitt Romney's there, you know we're gonna have like it's gonna be like Ted Cruz memes with Grayson Allen with it's, Mitt Romney. Like, I think it's Post days. Malone. I think uh, I think Post Malone is our. Do, do we do, do we do we get Chrissy Teigen <laughs> back? Do you think we will get Chrissy? Like that's you know that's, what? that's the Kardashians maybe? go to Park City. What if it became Kim Kardashian? Would, would Utah embrace that? The Kardashians in Utah? No, no I mean, would would I, man? I, I'm not sure. Like, I I, I don't want. I they like that just worries me. I mean, I don't want that bad juju. I don't want that bad juju. Like, look at. Like, I mean, with Ben Simmons and all that. Like, that's some some bad juju right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, down with weeks. The basis of panic at the disco. Well, uh, you know, the reason that Dante was missing those jumpers in That's that video it. is because the video came out of Dante working out with Ben Simmons and all of a sudden his three-point shot wasn't falling again. So I think that's the reason that it wasn't I know, falling. exactly. He spent time with Ben Simmons and all of a sudden he was just like shooting like Markel Fultz. <laughs> Boom, roasted. Double roasted. Oh, roasted. Double roast. Oh, man. Well, 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 we'll end it on that. We'll end it on that. So... Okay, y'all, you know what to do. Hit up socdunk.com. Check it out. There's a little slim pickings right now because, you know, it's the off-season, man. And uh, But follow us on Twitter. We also we got fire tweets and fire Instagram posts and fire Facebook posts. They're a lot better than your grandmother's Facebook posts. Hit us up. Follow us on the good old iTunes. Oh, Subscribe yeah, guys. to us. Go to, follow go us to on iTunes, SoundCloud. search SLC Punks, and give us a review. I will be your best friend. Come to my house and I will heat you up a hot dog if you do that. Oh, dude, you hear that? He will heat you up a hot dog. That's at least, that's, that's a 99 cent investment into, into your, your comment. All you got to do is find <laughs> his house. And uh, I just moved into a new one and I'm not telling you where it is unless you give me that thing and you, and you DM me on Twitter. That, that's part of the, that's, that's, that's all part of the mystery. That's all part of the fun. <laughs> We also, if you, you follow, like that, toss, that hot dog is hey, going to taste a lot Johnson sweeter. Johnson build better cheddar. But you can also follow me on Twitter right now, where I'm, and Instagram as well, where I'm documenting my walkthrough of Zelda, the first Zelda, which, by the way, holds up really, really well, Ooh. really, really well. Nice. Anyways, sorry. Um, you can follow me on on Twitter at Milo. If, if you just really don't have a lot of respect for yourself. So that's our, that's our show, guys. You guys have a great week. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Peace out, y'all.